Hi, and welcome to the SJ Child Show. The SJ Child Show brings value to families through education, resources, and lots of laughs. You can find us on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and all of your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find our special children's books at sgchilds.org. This month is April Autism Action Month. All of our guests in April will be autism warriors, and we are celebrating them and bringing this to the forefront. Enjoy the show. Thank you so much for being here, Marcus. We are honored to have you. I want you to go ahead and just introduce yourself. Tell us about tell us about why you're here and why you are an autism activist. Well, hello, America. My name is Marcus Leonardo Boyd. I'm 38 years old and I am an autism activist. I am a 13-time music award-winning music producer, composer. I've been nominated for a Grammy seven times. I'm a multi-platinum music producer. I own a shoe line, a clothing line. Um, I mean, and I'm a celebrity interviewer. So um, I fight for autism because I have autism. I was born with autism. I didn't start talking until I was 13, 13 and a half at a two-year-old level. Um, doctors, so many doctors said that I would never speak. They said I would never get an education. Um, I will always have to have a caregiver, somebody to change me, clothe me, bathe me, feed me. Um, if any education, it would be very small. It wouldn't be um, to the point where you're talking college graduate, or you're talking high school graduate. But I have a, I have a bachelor's degree in journalism and mass communications from Ashford University Online. Um, and I start talking this way at almost 18 years old. Wow. Again, I'm, I'm 38. That's amazing. So I was on, uh, I was on medication from four years old to 21, 22. Uh, written in Paxo, Debacope, Nancy, and Seroquils, Olaf. I mean, so many hosts of others. 500 to 1,000 milligrams a day, two to three pills a day um, from each prescription. So... And how do you feel now? Do you use any of those medications anymore? Or are you just clean? No, ma'am. I don't use medication. I use Jesus. I use God. <laughs> yeah, I'm so proud of you. I mean, it, it really just goes to show, like you said, a doctor cannot tell you what your child can or cannot be. A doctor cannot tell you if your child, you know, absolutely cannot learn something. We all are learning in one way or another. It's how we learn that parents need to figure out, isn't it? Our own learning. It's a communication, it's a communication barrier. If your child is not verbal, it's still verbal. So you just have to find more creative ways to be able to communicate with your child versus sign language via, you know, writing things down. It's like if your child was like me, I couldn't spell, I couldn't read, I couldn't write, I couldn't do anything. But my sisters and my grandmother, yellow sticky notes, uh, hooked on phonics, muzzy, um, reading games. Um, I mean, anything they could get their hands on, they did this consecutively. It was, see, it's a consistency that really helps your child. 
you even if you get frustration, even if you want to pull your your hair out your head, you cannot do that because at the end of the day, with your love and support, that is what's going to help pull your child through. Not a diagnosis, because there's nothing wrong with anybody with disease. You are perfectly fine. You are perfectly incredible. The thing is, and I want to get my head off to all the mothers and fathers out there who love and support and believe in their children, who sacrifice for their children, for their teenagers, for their adult children. You understand what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you might be raising the next senator. You might be raising the next president. Who knows what you, who you have because God knows the end of you because God gave you the blessing of the child. Nobody knew. You know, I completely agree with you. And I always say that to people that kidding, you know, teaching children, it, they are our future. We are molding a future. If we don't start to teach these children inclusion, understanding differences, accepting differences, and being kind to everyone, we are not going to give this generation the proper, you know, farewell to the to the future. Like we need to arm them with this information. I love that you're doing this. I I completely um, understand, you know, as somebody who had a nonverbal child, the the struggles that come with learning how to communicate. But like you said, consistency, don't give up, try and try again, try different things. Don't just try the same thing all the time. Like it's all about variety and, you know, looking at the spectrum just as it is trying different things along the way. So I, I think they have to, I think children will be able to respond better with newness and variety. Um, I, for myself, I can't speak for another child or individual. For myself, I was going through horrific abuse. Um, so it was kind of hard, even if I wanted to speak. Um, you know, I, the stuff that I was going through, it, it didn't make me want to speak quicker. I was going to say that. Maybe that actually w- held you back in, didn't it? It made you withdraw. And people need yeah. that part, Marcus. That is such an important I mean, without getting emotional about it, such an important part that these children hear you. These children understand that they're getting love or they are not, you know, or that they're, you know, they're not being perceived as the person that they are. And I think it's so important that we look at that and we are diligent about supporting our our kids learning styles and how learning how they learn their learning styles their communication ways their um their safety values their i mean because they're going to tell you they're going to show you these things i mean i know again because i'm an open book you know we're working on my my book and my stage play and stuff of that nature so the thing is um um, I don't have nothing to hide. I know when I was four or five years old and my mother, my birth mother used to try to sit me next to my birth father and say, play with Marcus, you know, spend time with him. You know, again, I was nonverbal, four or five years old, but then I, all I heard was, you know, I don't want to play with this kid. We should just, you should just put him in the car, you know, yeah. give him up. Nobody want to deal with him. 
And he just was coming from a place of fear. And that's just so sad and unfortunate for him, Marcus, unfortunate for him. And, and, you know, bless your heart for being such a warm, loving person, because it's amazing how, you know, as I was telling you before, my husband has Asperger's, he's in his, Mm -hmm. he can look back at his life where he went through um, trauma you know, group homes, same thing, abuse and neglect in all of these areas of things. He turned around to be the most loving, supportive, kind, gentle dad. I mean, I've ever seen like the most wonderful person. And all of those things could have turned him into a criminal, you know, somebody who just, and he decided that route wasn't the right way to go. And I think that having a child is what really saved him, (laughs) you know, because he had to start being responsible. Um, And yeah, it's just amazing how we turn our lives around. Well, again, I think that's why y'all my superheroes. And, you know, when I start traveling, the duty seminars are definitely going to come to where y'all are because I would love to autograph from you and him. Um, Number two, you know, unfortunately, I mean, for me, because again, I'm an open book. I did choose the street life or the street chose me because again, my mom had 22 kids. So, you know, it was, it was that in one bedroom apartment, one bathroom, you know, we had, to, we had to eat beans and noodles. I mean, so that was, we had eviction notes constantly. So it was, it was, you know, I mean, I did the 17 group homes. 16 different mental institutions, the electrical shock therapies, 17 different foster homes. I mean, I got in foster care in 86. So, I mean, I, I understand, I understand wholeheartedly, but, you know, at that time, going, growing up in Brooklyn, New York, you're only going to see, you're only going to want to adapt to what you see. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with you there. Um, wow. I just, I, it's so overwhelming you know, to hear and you just kind of taking it in and just, wow, like, I'm, I'm so proud of you. And I want to know more about your music, because I know that you send me some music. I follow you. I hear what's coming up, what's going on. Tell me how you got started in music and how that has changed your life for you. Um, I literally, I have a, I don't know if you've seen the movie American Pie, but I think I, I promise I think they I think they made a movie somewhat about me for real. I'm not I'm not I'm not joking because I got in music because my grandma said it was a free summer camp in Brooklyn, New York, and and they gave they they gave out the free wood flutes. So this is how old I am. They gave out the wood flutes because everybody got one on the yellow bus. You just went there for three months. That's when camp used to be a whole three months. Not three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. You know so we, we went to summer camp. Uh-huh. And I learned how to play instruments, which I know how to play eight of them. And from there, we went from concert band to marching band. And I was doing concert and marching band since almost 12, well, well, I supposed to be 12th grade. That's amazing. So I started, I started becoming a music producer at 15. I was working with Organized Noise out of Atlanta, Georgia, which people like Outkast, Goody Mob, stuff of that nature, 
came from the same thing. So um, they gave me my first laptop with Fruity Loops 1 demo version. Again, I'm showing my age. We had Fruity Loops 13. Now, I had Fruity Loops 1 <laughs> demo version. So I had to learn how to infuse live instrumentation with digital compression sound. And 18 genres later, 80,000 copyrighted trademark sample clears beats later. Oh. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. And I have some of your beats, so I'll make sure that I play them. We're going to do that in the intro and the outro. And uh, yeah, I'm so excited to be able to do that because it, it's so important that we celebrate every you know success and step in that you've made because you you've made it and then, and I'm so appreciative of you being on here with me today you know telling your story being vulnerable and honest to everyone because that's where people get the real information that's where right. we're going to go okay that is you know this person I know is going through that wow I don't want to see them have all those struggles. Maybe I can get them some help or something. You know, that, that'd be wonderful for people. To I mean, know. you know, again, the state of Georgia, they gave me Anna Gibbs as my speech therapist. They gave me Bob Ordner as my behavior aide. I mean, I don't know if they still do behavior aid, but they gave me Bob Ordner as my behavior aide. Brother Luper was my therapist. Dr. King was my medical supplier. Um, uh, Reggie. Reggie Arnold was my behavior enforcer. That's different from a behavior aid. You, you understand what I'm saying? Dorothy Carr was my social worker. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Now, as an adult, are you are you receiving any services, or do you, uh, you know, do you receive any kind of services now? Or no, 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 because I mean, some services I have refused after I got 26, 27, or whatever have you, because I felt like God has me on, on the path. And, you know, I am God's creation. So if God can't do it, then no man can. Yeah. I, and so, I, having your own beliefs like that are so important for people to you know, have faith in yourself. And um, it, it, people are so powerful within themselves. They they like to give it up to a lot of other things, but really when it comes down to it, that power is within you and you have the power to make those changes, those choices. You know, we've, my husband and I have been together 17 years. Um, oh, wow. Choice that we made a long time ago that, you know, wow, we found we're best friends. Like, why aren't we dating? Or like, we should be more interested in each other than, than just being best friends. And it worked. <laughs> you know, it, it worked. We you'll you'll probably laugh about this. We flipped a quarter whether or not we should date. And it was a heads. And now <laughs> later, here we are. And uh, we wouldn't wish it any other way because we've just had, you know, of course, we're married. We've not like not had any struggles, but we've had more bliss and more happiness and love than any other struggle. So it, well, at the end of, at the end of the day, you would have still dated him if it was tail. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, I, I mean, you won. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> 
too funny. Yeah, absolutely. Marcus, it's been so nice having you on here and talking to you today. Yes, I hope that we can stay in touch and oh, definitely. really support each other. And um, I, I, your, your shoe line, you know, a lot of, we say we, or excuse me, we posted that in that group and, you know, you got some good responses and hopefully some people were buying some shoes. I was so excited to see that. Well, well that's, that, that's just the mock shoe. We coming out with the A3 shoes and stuff of that nature, you know, 3A, which is ambitious, angelic achievers, A3s. You know, I mean, so it's, it's, it's we, we stepping away from the puzzle pieces because we want to, again, we want to make sure everybody is accepted. Everybody feels safe. Everybody feels loved. Love so, that. you know, um, you know, Ryan Hawkins is the, another founder, business partner of mine. So we really coming out with the A3s. Look for that. Um, and, and, and people, listen, if you, I'm pointing, I'm pointing. If you have an autism story, if you are autism superhero, if you feel like you can make a difference in the world, dealing, telling your story, telling your testimony with autism, then you need to contact the, the SJ Child Show. Go ahead and make your request known. Go ahead and send out your send out your media request. So she can be able and her team can be able to help spread your truth, your story, and your vision. I know I will. Absolutely. And we're happy to do so. I love that. Thank you so much. Tell us where we can find you too. Give us your websites. Of course, I'll link everything down in the description. So nobody will be lost on where to find you. But yeah, tell us where we can tell them where you, they can go get your stuff. Well, you can find me probably in five minutes at McDonald's, but um, <laughs> you want to go, you definitely want to go to autismactivistmarcusboyd.com. On Facebook is Marcus uh, Leonardo Boyd. On Instagram is, is uh, Autism Activist Marcus Boyd. And, you know, just find me a city near you. I love it. I love it. Marcus, it's been such a pleasure. I mean, I've had so much fun talking to you. We will definitely be be staying in touch. Thank you so yes, much for being here. Yes, ma'am.
kind of love that we've been dreaming of when we sleep at night. We'll get a little house to live and have a couple kids and we'll sleep tight. Cause baby, all we really need are just a couple things to stay alive. And everything else in between, just trust my heart, you'll see. Slowly coming time to think about the future, forget about the past. Time to figure out a way to make this moment last. To make this moment last. To make this moment last. Sunsets, I won't let you forget that I, I need you. Spring comes and spring goes forever. You will know that I, I love you. Sunrises, sunsets, I won't let you forget that I, I need you. Spring comes and spring goes forever. You will know that I, I love you.